Welcome. This is Allie DePew. And I'm Kathleen Dent. From Inspired Classroom and Mentoric Software, we are building a community of mentors and elevating the practice of mentorship. This is a show about defining, refining, and discovering how mentorship can revolutionize learning. Today, I have a super special guest. I'm saying it super special. <laughs> I have Dave Danford. Dave has been a mentor for both Kathleen and myself, and we're just so excited to sit and chat with him for a few minutes. Dave, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, would you go ahead and tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. I help entrepreneurs identify problems that matter to people and then build solutions that solve those problems in a, in a unique way. And my background is mainly in tech. Um, I spent a decade in the Silicon Valley and then 25 years at Microsoft. And then for the last uh, seven or eight years, I've been helping startups. And we are lucky enough to have been one of those startups to have worked with Dave and the information that you have shared and the journey that you have taken us on has been invaluable to Inspired Classroom and Mentoric Software. So I want to just start by saying thank you. And my pleasure. <laughs> I love it. So I'd love to start a little bit back up a little bit, back up to the days of starting out in Silicon Valley, starting out in Microsoft. I'm sure, I mean, this is not this is not the small potatoes of the tech world. Did you have any mentors during that time? And, or was this something where they just handed you, handed you a job and said, go for it, do it? Yeah. So in thinking about it, um, I've kind of been blessed by having, I'll say, three in particular mentors that kind of came along at the right point in time. And I'll just briefly mention them. One was when I was a little kid uh, growing up and um, for, well, my father was killed when I was very young and a person came into my life who taught me to mountain climb and kind of to set big goals, prepare myself, and then kind of overcome obstacles and reach those goals. And that, as funny as it is, that happened so long ago. And yet it's something that I draw upon like very, very, very frequently. And so that got me through childhood and college. And then I kind of stumbled my way out of college <laughs> and went to work for Arthur Anderson, which is a global firm precursor to Accenture. And along came a mentor who taught me all about kind of showing up, representing planning out, being organized, delivering on what you're expected to deliver on and to communicate clearly. And that helped me kind of go from college kid to professional working with different big tech companies. And then 
after that, I joined Microsoft and I joined Microsoft at a time when, you know, it's kind of funny or corny, but we really thought we were changing the world. And we thought this thing, we were kind of one of the first big software companies and we kind of thought it was our moral obligation to bring software into the world and let people's lives benefit from that. And we, like, we really took it seriously. Um, And somehow I got linked up with a person who was one of the top couple people and he changed how I think about working with other people and he helped me kind of understand how to accomplish big things that seemed beyond reach and he he did that by kind of helping me understand the importance of being present in the moment being empathetic to the people around you and then being very, very clear about how the combined group of people can work together to achieve achieve things that you kind of have to suspend belief, but set big goals, suspend belief, plan, and then engage in the activities that will generate the outcome. And so each, each of those three mentors taught me things that I really didn't know I didn't know. And I look back on it and each one, you know, blessed me with just amazing uh, things to think about as I'm trying to do whatever it is I'm doing in life. One observation, I I love this, um, is mentors that you've had weren't mentoring you through a very specific skill, like how to code this or that for this thing. And you may have had some mentors like that, but I'm hearing you talk a lot about what in education we refer to as 21st century skills in the workforce. Sometimes it's the soft skills. I would prefer to just say that they're the absolutely necessary skills that all of us need, especially moving forward. Um, in either school or work and today. And that's the collaborative skills, the communication skills. I love that you had empathy in there. Um, To me, that's a pretty interesting take and look on mentorship. Yeah, and I I guess for me, I'll contrast what I learned at Arthur Anderson, Mm -hmm. what I learned at, at Microsoft, because at Anderson, it was. It is a consulting organization, and it's very disciplined. They call it Anderson's Army. You know, it's very disciplined. Lots of expertise, and you kind of do things, and you do them in the right sequence. Yep. All those types of things. And the person that I'm talking about um, at Microsoft managed literally tens of thousands of employees. But he did so in a way that was very humble. And the first thing he would do was to make sure, even in hard charging negotiations, to make sure people were comfortable 
in that space at that time. And then the next thing he did was to make sure that they were heard. Like he would slow things down. He would draw them in and listen to what they had to say. He would acknowledge what they had said and then guide things based on where those people were at that moment relative to the purpose of whatever the meeting or the interaction was. And that just set me aback because it was, it didn't have anything to do with agendas or time schedules or whatever the normal business things are, but instead it was a few people trying to solve a particular problem and doing so in a collaborative way. And that was just stunning to me at the time. I can imagine a couple of things that I heard you say, Dave, um, that we've heard from almost everybody we've interviewed so far about mentorship. The one is the importance of connection and, you know, and not forgetting that, that the people you're mentoring are people (laughs) and that they have, they have needs and they have, um, they're going to come at things in their own way at their own time. And the other thing I heard you talk about was slowing down. Um, We've heard that over and over again, you know, that the world is going so fast. And I think people try to train, train up people um, in a really, you know, like efficient, effective way, but they don't always give it time to really mean something. So those two things, that connection personally um, with whoever you're mentoring um, and also just slowing down, do you have a couple of, or maybe one experience as a mentor that, that you can share that you use those lessons for? Um, I have a number and I would say the the ones that come to the one that comes to mind is a woman in uh, I'll call it a big job at Microsoft, a big company uh, with a lot of influence, but also in this case, uh, it was a it was a big problem, and it was the type of problem that was urgent. It was political, it was big dollars involved, lots of people involved, and helping her find the space to kind of figure out, okay, I'm here now, all these things are happening, but this is the sequence of things that are most important, and I'm gonna, go in there, I'm going to communicate, this is what I think is important, and not necessarily solve the problem, but be the guide that helps bring the people who have the expertise and who have the uh, means to help solve the problem. Um, But for me, had I not had similar mentoring, I probably would have, you know, helped her get organized and execute very specific tasks. But I, I, I think that 
you know, helping her guide others through it was the right approach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we should transition a little bit from your experience in big companies like Microsoft to now uh, you've been working for a while with small startups like us. Um, and <laughs> what, how is that different? And what, what skills and traits do small businesses need? Well, to be and before you, before you answer that, I'm, I want to look at it both from the perspective of, if you can talk about um, the people that you have mentored, because I know in a startup world, um, what does it look like to be a good mentee? And I think that's part of the mentorship component of it. So looking at the mentee side and then also the mentor side to kind of define why is that important in the startup world? Okay. Um, the, the interesting thing about the startup world is, you know, creating something new and introducing change into the world is a pretty courageous act. And so for the mentees, like in all cases, I'm humbled by the fact that they're out there putting everything on the line, trying to introduce change. What I often see is they haven't necessarily taken the time to understand what they want out of it and the parameters they're gonna use to go about introducing that change. And in like 100% of the cases, when I meet with people for the first time, they want to show me stuff, mm -hmm. tangible evidence that they are doing something. And what I'm interested in is understanding their why, understanding why they're dedicating their life to introducing change, what's important to them and how it relates to the problem they're solving, and lots of the, I guess, the soft things. We've experienced that, Dave. <laughs> that that was definitely part of our journey. And, you know, I feel like um, when you're starting a business, there's just this huge cloud of things that are coming at you and have to be taken into consideration. And there's pieces that you know, and there's definitely pieces that you don't know. But for us, your um, mentorship was to help us and guide us, like you said, to pull out those things and really clarify what like a customer journey and who's your customer and what's your pain point and all of that. Um, and really get us again to slow down and clarify uh, that. So I know that that's a big part of um, being a mentor, but I think particularly in the startup world, it's tough because startup founders are trying to do everything. Is that your experience too? Um, I think they're trying to do too much. Yeah. And the other thing that, it, while I wasn't, you know, you asked me not to necessarily talk about big companies, the, the thing that I see in startups that is very similar to people that are in very um, senior executive roles is being a startup founder is a, a very lonely thing. 
And it's something where someone wants to introduce change. They want to introduce change that's very big or impactful, but then they start to question, am I the right person to do it? Which is exactly the same thing that people that are managing tens of thousands of people are also thinking. And yet the way to do it is almost exactly the same. And that really gets down to, you know, what are your intentions? What are the values that you bring to the table? And how do you put those things together to courageously assert change? And for, you know, for a startup founder that's trying to do 35 things and comes back to a desk with a, you know, in a back office, it's really hard to keep those parts of the equation in front of mind. Instead, they want to show people their code or show people their website or those sorts of things, which in the scheme of things kind of don't matter. Gosh, this sounds kind of familiar, wouldn't you say, Kathleen? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I don't know how many hours of conversation we've had together, but also how many hours of conversation we've had with Dave on exactly those those things. So I think it's snakes in the axle time. What do you think? Um, so, so for our uh, listeners, for our listeners, snakes in the axle is something we feature with every guest. And it's like, what gums up the works? What gets in the way of progress? What, you know, what has been your experience of maybe a, a mentorship uh, experience that failed or problems that that get in the in the works of that very complicated relationship of mentor mentee that maybe stop forward progress. What's your snakes in the axle, Dave? Ah, uh, several different things all come together at once. Like, um, typically, it comes around a problem and a very time urgent problem. Um, oftentimes, it involves. I'll call it political or human interactions. It involves something that's very hard. In my world, it's often a, a product or a technical challenge. Um, and oftentimes the trade-offs involve impacting a, other people or big money or money that's relatively large. And what I think happens is people let that urgency get in the way of thinking through what the right outcome is going to be. And therefore kind of get nervous and just start making directives. And most often that could be the mentor asserting things on behalf of the mentee, mm -hmm. but the mentee is the one that has to find a path forward. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that helps to answer the question, but I, I can think of myself, like at Microsoft, I faced a few very significant challenges that all happened at once. And to, to be honest, 
in, I can think of one, I'll just mention this one. Um, it was on Thanksgiving morning. <laughs> we were course. just doing a global product launch of a product that was going uh, live on the web or in the cloud worldwide. And someone had made a mistake on the certificate that impacted the ability to launch this product. Okay, so that's a big problem and very time urgent. And thankfully, when I recognized the problem and I had to go about kind of solving it, I went into the office and a mentor of mine literally sat me down and calmed me down <laughs> and kind of helped me talk through what's important, in what order, for whom, and how do we get through this? Because everything's going to be okay. And so that person didn't know anything about the specifics of that problem, but helped ground me in who am I? How do I see a positive outcome of this thing? And how do we get things back on track? So that's an example of, you know, that was like this global snake that was in. That's many, a big snake, many axles. Snakes, many axles. <laughs> that would have gummed up a lot of people's works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I love that again, because you're coming back to slowing down. And sometimes you need somebody by your side to, to give you the confidence to do that and not, not just panic and go, you know, go forward. So, well, and, that and also I don't, and I didn't need somebody to tell me like, okay, you do this and then yeah. you do that. And then like, that just doesn't help. Yeah. Yeah. But it also goes back to what you were saying a little bit earlier about the, you know, the guide on the side and somebody who's not going to just take the reins and say, this is what you have to do right now but be more supportive and help, help the lonely, the lonely exec or the lonely <laughs> startup founder who might be sitting in the back of the room, sweating bullets and going, Oh gosh, this is the end of me and the end of everything I've been working for. So. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so how do you set up a mentorship um, system that works in the situations in various situations, what what kinds of elements need to be present to make it successful? Um, so I, I guess I've learned a little bit about this over the years because the first probably is, probably is there a connection between who I am and whoever the mentee is? And are we people that, you know, can, be authentic with each other and, and have a relationship. So that's probably the first thing. Um, the second is, am I in a position as a mentor to help them? Like, do I have uh, the right either knowledge or connections or approach to help this person get where they need to be? Um, 
And then maybe the third is, is this a one and done or is this something where there's going to be a, a long-term kind of uh, established relationship where progress can be made? So to me, like, it's yeah. Yeah, establishing the parameters of the relationship. I like those because those are three pretty concrete steps that whether you're in business or education or wherever, you know, are important. Yeah. And I guess the elephant in the room, at least for me, and it may be across many different um, disciplines, but for me with companies that are starting up or trying to grow, typically it comes down to entrepreneurs need access to money and they need access to resources to help them grow. They need access to customers. And as a mentor, those things really aren't what I have on offer because those things every entrepreneur has to figure out for themselves. And what I can do is help them to figure those things out. But if somebody wants me to help mentor them because I can get them venture capital money, you know, that's just not what I do. I think the same things can be true, you know, of people going from, you know, an educational environment to the workforce and those sorts of things. It has more to do with how the mentor can help the mentee prepare themselves to take on the challenge on their own rather than hand them some kind of solution that's gonna be a magic pill that helps them succeed. Really interesting. And I think we've heard this from other mentors as well. Um, sometimes mentors come into your life and there was no rhyme nor reason but they were the right person at the right time that happened to be there um, to help you do what you ever need, what you needed to get done or get to the next phase um, or just give you the support that you needed. Sometimes you've never even met a mentor that you've had. You've only, you've only read articles they've written or watched podcasts or television shows that they've been in. And you say, Hey, I really, I really connect to what this person is, is saying and doing. And then sometimes it's a very purposeful. And I hear that with you, when you're looking for a deep relationship with a mentee and a mentor, that that's where you're, you're starting from is what do we have in common? Um, I know a couple of our other guests have brought up culture and what is the, the culture that you're cultivating? And am I on board with that? Is that something that I also believe in? And I think that kind of goes back to what you just said about the connection between you and the other person. And also um, thinking about the knowledge and the approach. Um, is this something where we can move forward together? Do I have some of that that I can share with you? And then of course, I just love the idea of, is this something that I would like to be a part of or am I invested in a way that this is going to move forward in a long-term relationship? So and maybe I'll tell a quick story that I guess I'm not necessarily proud of, but uh, it, it was, it was a circumstance. Um, 
so it has to do with the time I spent at Microsoft. Mm -hmm. And I was facing a really difficult situation in kind of my chain of command. Um, And as with many big companies, there are reorgs and things happen and you have to pick up the pieces and move on. And so I, I was in one of these circumstances and I knew a pretty senior person and I asked for some time with that person to get some advice. And so I did that. I went to that meeting and he actually redirected me to someone that was on his team that was kind of junior. Mm -hmm. And at first I really wondered, hmm, why am I doing this? And so I went and I met with that person and like, I was, I was blown away at how insightful he was and how he helped me think through what the root cause of my challenge was and how like I needed to go about advocating for myself to solve that problem. So for me, I look back on that and I, I think, oh my God, you know, I was so worried about Uh, where they are in the organization and not necessarily how they had the right stuff to help me get through a very challenging problem. And so I guess as a mentee, you know, I think you really have to look for people that have that connection and that ability to help you sort through a a tough, tough problem. I think that's great. And and we haven't talked a lot about it, but mentors learn a lot too from the mentees, right? Um, they they can learn and grow, and when they do, that's that's a, that's what keeps you charged up and keeps you doing it. Because, um, yeah, you can you can learn a lot and and see things from a new perspective. I love that. Um, yeah, no, that I, I it just makes me smile because I think back on the people that I've worked with. And the people that I've been a mentor to and how in many, many cases, I step back from it and I just go, oh, my God, like you are so amazing. And I wish I had your strength or I wish I had your charisma, you know, or all these different things that people that are committed to doing something and changing the world really are just amazing. So I, I most often benefit from just being around those type of people. So I think, uh, Dave, let's let's wrap it up with what it, what would be your wish, your wonder, or your like for future work that's supported by uh, mentorship? How can we re- revolutionize this and bring it into the twenty first century and and make it better so that more people have access to really good mentors like you have had? Um, I guess I think that the the future of, of work or the future of where the world is going has to do with people that have creativity, people who I'll call them artists who want to bring something into the world and need to have the courage to take their ideas 
and to assert them in a way that others will listen. And over time, through probably perseverance, start to see change happen. And I think, you know, the whole world of Zoom and virtual in some ways makes that increasingly possible. But I think the face-to-face in the early stages help kind of change makers have the courage and the tenacity to push ahead and, and try to make change happen and, and make an impact in their community or their school or in their, their company. But it's some combination of having the, the spark and then mentors that help to kind of nurture and fan the flame. Great. I think that's a beautiful vision for the future because I think um, this workforce is changing as always it does, but it's kind of accelerated that change lately. And I think we can all support one another in making it a better, better place to be and, and bringing up new workers, new, new people, new innovators um, into this space. So thank you for your work and what you're doing. Allie, do you have anything else? Oh, I just want to reiterate the the thanks and the connection that we have been fortunate enough to have with you as a mentor and mentee and um, where it's helped helped us go and grow and the flames that you have fanned. <laughs> and the gray hairs we've given you. <laughs> he used there to have brown hair, everyone, but he's now gray. There's a lot of gray hair there, but yeah, I, I have just... <laughs> immensely enjoyed working with the two of you and you've taught me a lot and uh, look forward to continuing our relationship. Great. Thanks. Thank you so much, Dave. And thanks for everybody for joining Allie and me for Mentor Meetup. If you've enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends, subscribe and leave a rating or review. Find out more about what Inspired Classroom is up to by visiting inspiredclassroom.com and following and subscribing on all of our regular social media platforms. And also look for our live weekly innovative practices chat on our YouTube channel. Thanks, everyone.